The things kids have to consume outside of the church are ridiculous, broken, and crazy. What can you do to help the entire church community come together and provide something better? The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Luke 645, it says, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. I want my daughter speaking good. And let me tell you something. I, I don't know how many times we went, you know, it's like Kalia's like, let's go to the library. And every time Kalia would say like, let's go to the library. Well, Michelle, at first I was excited. Right. But then, but then you and became then I, cringy. Yeah. Go ahead. Go with your excitement first. And then cause, well, cause I, I just want to get to that. Okay. So I grew up loving the yeah. library. I grew up going there multiple times a week. I was that kid who always turned the books in on time. The librarians all knew me and my mom. And I was able to check out extra books or have extra long checkout times, no problem, because of how often I was there. Now, I will say I grew up to not really be a big fan of reading, and I actually like nonfiction more than fiction now, Um, just because I'm a creative. I enjoy creating and reading other things just makes me itch to create. So Mm. like to be 10, I'm not the person who equates intelligence with how many books someone's read, although that is an indicator. I'm one of those people who knows that, you know, there's other ways to, you know, expand your mind. So I slowly stopped going in like middle school, but I was huge on it. So then I haven't been in a library. I avoided the university library like the plague. I was like, I don't want to read any book while I'm in college. And it was a challenge. I was like, can I just read the internet? And I mostly got through, which tells you something about that. But anyway, long story short, Finally, my daughter is old enough to go to a library because she's finally interested in books. She can walk. She can talk. Let's go to the library. And I go in there. And the first time or two, I didn't notice a lot. I knew I was already hip just that there was stuff there that was going to be things I didn't want us reading. But I had no idea to what level it was until she starts excitedly pulling books off the shelf. And... Over and over, I'm having to try to explain to her why not this book. And what I started to see was her frustration and her wondering what was wrong with her because why did she keep picking the wrong book? And I made very clear to her, oh, baby, like, don't worry. Like, it's not you. Um... There's a lot of books here that just don't fit things we need to be spending time reading and you're bound to pick one up, right? But it got to the point where it was just a task to go. And so I turned to some Facebook groups that kind of do a lot of book vetting with a Christian mindset. And they're not like super, super strict. Right. There's like a diverse spectrum of people, like parents and what they allow their kids to read, but they, you get to hear what's actually in the books. Right. And you know, that's, that's how it started. Was that? I just know that the one time that I, I went, I don't know. Have, have we put that one in the episode yet? I about don't the, about know. The I think we might have. Uh, about but, the, what was uh, it, the, it, the, fox, wolf, the, the wolf, the wolf, the wolf going after the chicken. Was it chicken or rabbit? 
It's a book about a wolf that wants to go to the city and murder a chicken or rabbit or something. And he's going through all of these plots, like <laughs> chainsaw and knives and all of these things. Piano wire. Piano wire. And I'm like, okay, how it ends is whatever. <laughs> but like right. the whole up front, I'm like, wait. This is so... Who reads this to their kid? Who's serial like, killer? Because like, like, Shay thought that what I was talking about was like the... The QLTB kind of books and the, you know, I don't know, like politically charged books. And yeah, but also just questionable morality. Right. What's and that butt book? Yeah, there's the book about oh, butts, like gosh, my like, my butt. I don't remember. And but, it's a bunch of kids showing their butts. I know. I'm like, did you come on? It's now? just bizarre. It's bizarre. But yeah, the wolf one was very ser- serial killer esque because the wolf dresses in like hum- everyone was like humanized, right? So he's a person. He lives in a house in the forest or a tree in the forest. And he wants to go to the city because he's hungry. And he gets to the city and no, he's not going to a restaurant. He's looking at an apartment building and he's reading the names on the apartment building to find a name of an animal that he can go up and murder. And I say murder because they're acting like human beings. He biked to the city. (laughs) And he's just, and I'm just like, why would I, like these are the kinds of things that they find cute, quaint, witty. I'm like, I'm sorry, my child This is in the Little's Young Reading section. Mm. My child does not need to be exposed to serial killers yet. And why this make like, it's too confusing on too many levels to explain to her. And that would be a book that she could actually pick up when she really learns how to read. Yeah. Like it's in that age group of, yeah. like, of like that little, not like little littles where mommy and daddy are, are it's reading. It's not the same, board books. But it's like, it's one of those books where she would be able to eventually with her reading skill, you know, even minor reading skill, read something like this. Yeah. So in other words, you could turn her loose in the library and she could be over the corner reading this book about and murder. And having weird right. questions. And then weird questions, weird dreams. Who knows what would come out of that? But yeah. yeah. So. Very interesting. But that's, that's kind of, and so that, yeah. that's, the part that I was like, okay, we can we can hammer that real because I want good to be put in. Right. I don't want evil to be put in because let me tell you guys something. When you start to put manifest put evil into things, when you start putting evil in your own life, then you start to manifest these things. Uh, okay, yeah, I always go back on this. It's like. I don't watch as many or actually hardly any anymore. But I remember back at the beginning of my walk, it was like no movies. I'm like, oh. and then I'd watch that one movie, had a couple curse words. Next thing you know, the next week I'm like dropping something. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. So you cut these things out because yeah. you want to have something that's producing something good. Right. Yeah. And so that's where the library, this is where your brainchild, I think. So it started, yeah. I'll give credit to the Lord because yeah. it came so quickly, but like, cause it just it kind of, for it to come to fruition so well and so successfully, it definitely started with the Lord. Yeah. But I was at home and I've, I had already been building Kalia's library, but I'm trying to be, I, I'm going to say an essentialist, a minimalist, a minorist, whatever, where I'm allowed to have nice things, <laughs> right? I'm allowed to have nice things that have no function as long as they don't take an obnoxious long time to clean or they don't take up awkward space and they have a home and I'm not trying to drop money on everything. I'm not trying to have a ton of stuff that's never used. So yeah, some people, they want to build their, their children's library and it's awesome and that's fine. But for me, I'm like, we don't have the space 
mm. with everything that we're kind of doing. Like we don't have the space to hold like 700 books. So I had already started building a library that was very intentionally the stuff that was hard to find at libraries. So the Christian books, right? Um, with Christian morality and biblical worldview kind of stuff. Like I was already building that. And so she was outgrowing some of the board books. And so I had been just giving them to one individual family at a time. What really hit was that she would go around other kids whose families know Christ, but she would be bringing up books and cartoons and songs full of Jesus or at least his morality. And none of the other kids seemed to really know. Very rarely, I would say, would there be another child that knew who she was talking about if she mentioned Adam Raccoon or Sea Kids or Bible Man or or anything like that. And those are beautiful works by Christian authors. And so when I was thinking of who to give this book to, I was like, man, I wish there was a way I could give this book to all the parents. Mm so that everyone was kind of on the same page to some degree because she doesn't watch a lot. She doesn't do Paw Patrol and SpongeBob and Peppa Pig and a lot of stuff for multiple reasons. One, we don't have cable. Two, a lot of them I disagree with how the characters act, you know, whatever. So she doesn't know the same characters the kids do. And I was like, I wish there was a way to introduce these kids to these characters. Um, And so then in that moment, library, what if we made a library compiled of donated books and bought books with a focus on biblical worldview, Christian, because you can access the other books anywhere. Right. And that's where she jumped on real quick. She said, hey, honey, be prayerful. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, anything that we ever start, you know, three Ps, we always say it. You know, we want to pray, pause, and proceed. We want to make sure that this is God's will. And as we go through this and we talk about this and we talk about the people who've joined in and the people who have uh, come and co-labored in this yeah. and, and the success that we're seeing in this, you'll start to see that God is definitely being, be, be, has his hands right in this. Right. Um, and, and it's really cool because it's like a library. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> and it's, you know, it takes commitment. It takes it takes that that serving heart, you know, of mothers saying, hey, you know what? I'll be the one who stays between service this Sunday. And I think it's what every every two weekends or every couple uh, every couple weeks, maybe two two Sundays a month, two Sundays, a two month. Sundays a month. And so, you know, you have moms that are volunteering to come in and they put it all together with like it's all set up. You know, the books are labeled and tracked and watched and, you know. Kids take them out and they take a little card that says when they need to bring them back. And the only thing we're not doing is charging a fee. (laughs) Don't tell our parents that. (laughs) They might never bring it back. But no, what's been cool is is the outpouring of the community with this idea. You know, we we took it to the Lord in prayer. And then, of course, Michelle recruited some people. Yeah, I think. And this is how. So I'm going to run down briefly how you can replicate this, because the way we did it, there's a way to do it. I would say better with more money and more resources. But I would say we're doing it very well with with limited resources. Um, And so you can replicate this at your church very easily. And so what it takes, we bought first I recruited people. That was my first thing. I was like, I'm not going to start this without others helping. And so I recruited two other homeschool moms just as passionate about quality literature. And then our um, our young like our not young you know, we're teen ministry so she's like the step down like the 6 to 12 year old ministry lead 
and all of some, my closest friends pretty much but I recruited them because I was like this will not take up a lot of time guys and I figured this is something we can get other people on board with once we had started we bought two $25 Target bookshelves we bought some wheels to screw into the base so that they could be wheeled around our church because we don't have a room that could become a library yet if you do go for it claim that closet claim that space we have a mobile church library and then we started raising money. First, we each looked at what books we had and what we could donate, but then we started raising money. And before we accepted donations, we wanted to see what kind of money we could raise. And we've so far, we've raised $500 or so, which is amazing, but we have accrued over $3,000 worth of books. The reason I know is I have a spreadsheet that documents each book. It's how we kind of check books out, but it also has, you know, author and it has how much we got the book for $0 if it was a donation, how much the book is actually worth if you have to replace it, you know, that and who donated it if somebody did. And so that's how we kind of keep our spreadsheet And we have gone to used bookstores. We've used Amazon and eBay to get some books. We have an Amazon wish list where people can go buy a book if they want to support the the library with books that the kids have requested or that they know that we have vetted and want to have. And then finally, we let everyone else know. And what we decided in ours for the time being, given the limited amount of space we have, again, if you have an entire room or a closet, it's different. But we only have two wheelie bookshelves right now. So right now it's only Christian books. And what we mean by that is it doesn't have to be a retelling of Jonah or the Christmas story or, you know, one of Jesus's parables, although we do have those, Mm. but it needs to be written by Christians exhibiting Christian values. And like we even have like murder mysteries and thrillers and and young adult kind of like very clean romance kind of books for the older children we have apologetics books we have you know different different things we have little bibles kids of different ages can check out we have devotions we have stories we have you know allegorical stories and stuff like that we have all of that including dvds in the library and it took us a month to set it up and we raised money, you know, and we started buying it and populating it. And, you know, now we're adding labels and things to the shelves. But that's how and we I, did it. I want to also chime in and say that it's not just moms that are getting involved. Right. We have like we have older couples. We have 60 year olds, 70 year olds. We have 50 year olds, we have 40 year olds, ki- people that their kids are gone out of the house. Yes. Donating, getting involved yes. and saying, hey, I want to be a part of this. Yes. Uh, I think from a ministry standpoint, uh, as I look at our church and I look at how things work and I look from that pastoral side, you know, it's Mm kind of like, Hey, this is a good thing. This is a good thing that we need to encourage. This is a good thing that we need to continue to support and and move forward. in because there is nothing more valuable than a child's heart. And there's nothing more valuable than what they put in. And when we can put in things, look, like she said, it's not just those like, okay, Joan and the well and, and whatever there's Adam raccoon is in there. Correct. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Adam Raccoon is coming because I can't find it on sale oh, anywhere. You can't find it sale, so but, I have to raise look, more like, money. But books like that, Adam Raccoon. Look, if yes. y'all have never heard of that, even as an adult with no kids, check out Adam Raccoon. I love Adam because Raccoon because she read this when she was little <laughs> and never even put it together until later in life. Because then you then you get to see 
that King Aaron is a representation, you know, of Christ. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you're not trying to say he's Christ. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying that has this, yeah. this this position of grace and love and forgiveness and 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 guiding people in the right direction. Um, and it's really cool. He has a kingdom. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's really neat. And there's all these other books that are being added all the time uh, as she can find them on good prices. Right. Right. Uh, shout out real quick, you know, in the middle of all this, if you want to donate, let us know. Yes. <laughs> because because we would definitely love to continue to build this, especially mm-hmm. is when you look at like your your body of Christ and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm looking outside the doors and I'm like, oh, there are so many narratives mm-hmm. and there are so many things. And what's really cool about what I'm looking at from Michelle and her friends and everybody that's working on this to put it together is they're vetting everything. They're looking at everything. They're taking the time to, to look at it. And this is this takes time. It takes resource. It takes people who sit there and have a heart to care because, you know, it, uh, trust us, there were a lot of books thrown at us and, and some of them made it. A lot of them made it and mm-hmm. a few of them had to be put aside because mm-hmm. we had a what's the best term for that? Like, um, so uh, well, so, our, our, so our boundary, there we go. There we right? Go. I'll boundary say boundary right now. Um, and some understand it more than others but our boundary is they are christian books by christian authors they don't necessarily have to be so overtly Mm. biblical but we need someone who cares about the content and would feel convicted about the type of things they would include in a book we welcome flawed characters that have a challenging walk um everything doesn't have to end on a happy note because that's not real life but we are not looking for right now, you know, technical training books or, you know, in ge- general history books or, you know, um, good, like how to be a good person, humanistic books right now. Even if we're not even looking for things that are kind of innocuous, like, you know, Curious George or Pippi Longstocking. And we're not and it's not that we are against anything unchristian. Right. But those are very accessible. You can find those so easily at a yard sale, at a used bookstore, at a library, on the clearance rack, at your local anything, your target. You cannot find the kind of books that we have in our library very easily. And the other thing is parents know Curious George. Parents know Pippi Longstocking. Parents know a lot of the books they grew up on that might be older and they're like, well, we know the values that were in those books, right? They know those. Clifford, right? They don't know from conversations with them in our own local body. They're not aware of a lot of the amazing, high quality Christian content there already is for kids. They assume it's not there or that what limited stuff they've seen is all there is. Sometimes it's a price barrier um, because of the limited runs of the books. Whereas we're like, but we found it on sale or we took that donation money and bought it, you know, when it was on clearance at Black Friday or whatever it is, right? Like we have compiled it to, to not just expand the kids understanding, but also the parents. There is so many, there are so many resources out there. And I think there are resources that need to be supported. Right. Because, you know, that's kind of a topic we've been talking about the last week or, you know, last week, especially um, supporting Christian content. If we don't know it's there, we don't know it exists, we don't know how good it is, then we're not going to be paying for it and spending spending money on it, therefore not supporting right. the content creator. Because it takes money to con- to create. Yes. It really does. It's not like, you know, like we're, we're oh, no, nah, I'll, I'll hold that. But I almost dropped something there. But uh, 
it's coming, y'all. It's coming. <laughs> but but it does cost a little bit of money to put things together. Right. You know, illustrations and and the artwork and the design and all of those things that you would put into a good book. Because there's a difference. Right. There's a difference between a book you pick up, you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, like those cardboard books, the, the simple ones that Kalia yeah. has, like the boom, boom, boom. I'm like, okay. But then there's some books that Michelle has brought into this house that I'm like, this is phenomenal artwork. This is like crazy. Yes. It's crazy good. It's explosive. It it has all the right things that like are like, wow, this is this is neat to read about God, his creation, or, or whatever you know they're, yeah. they're talking about and come to this beautiful conclusion of everything hitting you in this beautiful way. Yeah. And I think that it's important as we sit here and talk about this that we're bringing this awareness to people about books that exist mm-hmm. um, so that we can help these people continue to put these things together because in a world where the... the the evil stuff and I'll go here every time but it's easier for someone to put an evil movie together than it is for someone to put a wholesome movie together yes <laughs> and, and, and when I say wholesome I'm talking Christian valued right you know movies together and so because watch this the costs are the same especially if you want good stuff you know like Lion Gate quality <laughs> or Sony quality you're gonna have to drop the dollars and so being able to support the community Mm-hmm. Of, of Christian content creators is something that we also value and cherish. Yeah. There's, um, there's a couple verses, mm. um, that I think of one's Romans twelve thirteen. contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. And mm. I think one way to do that when you're looking at maybe you, maybe you've been listening to us and some other people, maybe you're passionate about Christian culture in the sense of like what have Christians created that's excellent that's worth having and you are building your own and you're like man I wish I could share this but it's like but at the same time you're like well it's my kids you know what I mean and and, and you're dealing with kids and all stuff well one way you can do it is start pouring into a community resource Um, that's what we've started doing I've bought Kalia a lot less books but what's cool is I can tell her you can always check it out at the library. Like we go to the Christian bookstore and she's looking at books. She's like, we can buy this for the library or this. Or we go to the thrift store. She's like, I'm looking for books for the church library instead of her own library at home because she knows, well, mommy's the owner of the library. That's her, her idea. <laughs> and she can check out books at any time, even when it's closed, if mommy's around. You know what I mean? Which, hey, go for it, girl. Yes, you've got that perk. But, <laughs> but at the same time, her heart is now turned outward. Right. She's not interested in building her own library. She's interested in building a library all of her friends can share. Mm. And that is such a heart shift. And also, it's a blessing because now the little kids, their parents are walking them over. They're running over after after um, Sunday school. And they're checking out books. And they're interested. And they're pulling out. Sometimes they're just pulling out random books because they can't read yet. Right? They just like the pictures. But what are they going to get at bedtime? Right. You know? I think that that's amazing. And Which so also creates. It creates a new culture. Between parents yes. and their children, yes. too. Although most parents read their kids. But at the same right. time, now they want them. You know, now there's that time, that, that investment Yes. And your child as well. Yes. And on that same note, Hebrews 13, 16, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Maybe it's not necessarily a sacrifice because you have the funds, right? To, to help jump this off or what have you. But it is a sacrifice in the sense of there is some time involved. You are adding something to your plate. I mean, it doesn't add much. I Like we do shifts of who's the librarian, right? And and, you know, some but but I know that sometimes I just 
No one's donated in a while because we haven't said, hey, guys, we need to donate. Like they see the shelves full. So they're good. And we're kind of good right now on it. But sometimes I see a book and I'm like, man, the kids in our church need this book. And so I buy it. Right. And and so in a, in a sense, that's a sacrifice. Right. That's something that's money that I, you could use on yourself. But also it is sharing what you have. If you know, if you have this knowledge, if you have this, this awareness, if you're plugged in to what's out there, whether it's like a kind of like a Christian curriculum or a Christian book or Christian films or Christian music, whatever it is, I've shared my Spotify playlist with the teens because they were like, whoa. That's cool, Christian music. No, that yeah, because we we went in. Okay, so we do team ministry. Cause I, I'm gonna shout this out because and because this this goes to all different levels. This this goes to all different levels of of support. You know, we're right. talking about library here, but really, what we're talking about investment yeah. in children and, and, and giving them good quality. Okay, some people might be like that music, but whatever. Right. Uh, but but what was the difference is is we went into our every Friday we have or not every Friday but once a month Friday we have a teen rally mm-hmm. where the teens come in it's from different churches yeah. and I remember when we first walked in there and it was just kind of like they're playing I don't know what they're playing but it was, well, it was no, no, but, but hold on just stay with me for a second yeah, no. it, it wasn't like so for what we were doing you know, sports, activities, you know, upbeat b- ball, things. upbeat stuff, you know, it was kind of just the, the, the kind of random playlist that's kind of moseys through a little bit. Yeah. But she turns it around, puts a, a playlist together, starts pumping it through. And now everybody's like, whoa, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, and, and they're, they're like, wait, yeah. this is a rap song about Jesus. Wait, this is hip hop. Wait, this is rock about it. Wait, this is like, what? This is techno. Some of the kids we're dealing with don't know this stuff. Right. This is techno and EDM, but yet it's praising Jesus. Like they, people don't always realize what's out there I think we had a great question on YouTube last week because we talked to Matt Wolf and we and we shouted out the chosen we shouted out wing feather and I haven't had my keyboard broke for two days so I couldn't reply Um, so here's the reply here's 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 the rough honest reply we can kind of bang this out as we close up the episode this can be our final big thought he was talking about how he's he's a creative himself and he wants to bring glory to God with his skills. And I'm like, praise God, go for it, brother, yes. right? We need you. Um, but he was talking about how he doesn't always agree with the choices the chosen puts out. And he um there's like he hasn't ever read Wing Feather, but he's under the impression that there's magic in Wing Feather. And he was like, you know, why does it always seem to cost minor um what's the word that starts with a C? Oh boy, you ask me. <laughs> I know. Um, what is it? Conceding concessions. Concessions. Minor concessions. Do it again. Yeah, he's he's like, why does it always seem like it costs minor concessions in order to make it entertaining? And he sees he he looks at content that comes out. He's like, it's hard for me to not feel convicted in some way about everything that's out there, including Christian stuff. He's like, I don't know what to do about it. And I get it, right? We've sat and we've like, we don't have a whole episode on The Chosen. We've batted it around. I'm, I'm more, I enjoy it more than Shay does. Um, But I don't hammer it. You don't hammer it. I don't hammer it. Wing Feather. I have not read every single word. We, but um, we know people who have, we talked to them and all of that. Um, Magic is not the dominant theme. The dominant theme is the oppression of the lizard group that, 
mirrors the the oppressive regimes in our world, the demonic in our world, and it glorifies family in a Christian way. And there's magic flowing in and out in the way that there is magic, quote unquote magic, as well as honest to God, spiritual unseen realm things happening in our world. Um, But I think what I would say is it's, well, while I, what do you think about that so far before no, I continue I, on? Because you're thinking. Yeah. So that's, that's good. I am going to say that I'll stay to the chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the choices they've made, I don't agree with. Right. Okay. I, let's just be real. It's like, yeah. okay, but it's not busting the, the major theology that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Right. It's not busting the theology that you need to receive Christ to be saved. Right. It's not busting that theology. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's staying right on that theology. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things with Matthew and some other things that you know people bat around. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you guys really went on that, you know, like uh, artistic expression. Is that what they call it? Or yeah, they it, they took artistic liberties. There we go. Artistic liberties. That's the word. And sometimes and so, very large. And so so I'm looking at that. But then here's some cool things that come out of it. So what do I do when I look at these things or when I read these things? Um, okay, let's say that there's a young man and he's. Um, he uses magic, right? But as he goes through this, all of a sudden he, there's this relationship with God and now magic is like, oh, wait, what was I doing? I'm not going to co- co- completely null the book because this kid started with magic. Okay, I started in drugs. Okay, right. and right. here I am. If we wrote your right. story, wrote would it be condemned because it's be honest? Condemned because it was honest and, and there's going to be a portion in it that's, that's going to hammer in the, the things of life, right. the things that people go through, the struggles. Right. Um, it's going to have historical value, like the chosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to see a time period that you, some people's like, okay, I'm not a creative. Right. I'm not that person who sits there and I read the book and, and, and okay, now the engineering parts of like building the ark and stuff, I'm cool. But when you sit there and it's like, wait, I'm trying to imagine this in my head. <laughs> like, it doesn't always come in. For, so for people like, for me, I get to see like, it laid out historically mm-hmm. the way that they would live back then, the way they dressed back then, the way that they responded back then, the way that they moved around. One of the most phenomenal things you always hear about, like Paul going from here to here to here to here to here. And then what? And then, and then you see this, like these long walks and you're like, wait, and they're having these normal conversations. Cause oh, come on y'all hundreds of miles. They're not just going, he's not just going to be saying, and the kingdom of heaven. No, Jesus is going to be walking and talking and conversating. How are you doing today? Come on, hundreds of miles between these places. So what do I see? Value. I see value in how it, it shows that, you know what, the Bible, you know, watch this. It cannot be contained. Everything cannot be contained, Jesus said. So therefore, there's going to be some liberties there. There's going to be some things where it's like, okay, hello, they live day-to-day life like we live day-to-day life. Right. They had a mission. They were speaking to people and talking, but they had a lot of time, too, when they were moving. I'm talking hundreds of miles sometimes. Right. And so it gives you the ability to see things differently. Yeah. And see how God can come in and work in things that that maybe maybe someone doesn't understand addiction. Maybe someone doesn't understand, you know, magics or the dark side or whatever. They just hear it. They don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So they don't understand how it captivates and controls and grabs a hold of people. And then to be broken free from that. Right. So that's where I'm kind of with, yeah, with, with those. Yeah, I yeah. think because I, one, I will say this. This is the perfect area to acknowledge you can't please everyone with Truth. your answer. 
on how Christians should handle creativity and creation. You're never going to. And I will also, it would take way too long for me to sit and share all of my thoughts on this in a way that hits every box so that anyone speaking wouldn't be able to say, yeah, but to something I'm about to say. Right. Um, but I think it's important to bring this up on this episode because we're also talking about vetting books for children and content for children. And you might be like, that sounds very weighty. One, my most, I think as you're talking, we often are so terrified of getting something wrong that we're actually losing faith in the Holy Spirit's ability to Mm. work in other people's lives. I am not that person with the sloppy grace idea where do whatever the heck you want and then you end up fine at the end. Who cares? It's art. No, I'm not like that. I'm not the person who says, who who am I to judge? No, I judge a lot, right? I vet these books. I take it seriously. But I also ingrain in this several like several words come to mind one is net positive two is accountability three is is grace another word that comes to mind is grit right so first accountability we are called to be accountable and to check things and be Bereans in the word right. and, and test things. But we need to give grace when when we interpret it differently in, in, in some kind of secondary or tertiary level or give people the benefit of the doubt that they tried. They had right. the courage to try to praise God in public for other people's benefit. I think that that's something Christian creatives are trying to create something to bring people into deeper relationship with the Lord. They are not, it's not that you're not allowed to be creative until you are a pastor or higher in your understanding of theology, which often gets people in trouble. Someone sings a lyric and now suddenly they worship Baal and you're like, that's, that took us, like suddenly they're part of the Illuminati because, you know, they, wore the same kind of jewelry someone in ancient Egypt did. And I'm not saying they aren't, but I'm also not saying, I'm saying that the word says, if we're going to go strictly off the word, that you can't say Jesus is Lord without having the Holy Spirit. So if the whole song is about how Jesus is Lord, now your own theology has to come into question because the word of God says you can't be worshiping Jesus openly saying it, declaring it out of your mouth that he's Lord and not have the Holy Spirit. So now what are we going to do if we're only relying on this, right? And then the final thought is just when we're looking at creativity and this idea of this net positive, it's like, is it leading people to God? Is it leading people to the way, the truth, and the life who is Jesus Christ, who then brings us the Holy Spirit, who then gives us discernment, seals us, and then it's his job to sanctify that person for the rest of their life. Because if that is what the work is doing, then even if we cannot fully agree, and even if you personally choose not to consume it, which is absolutely fine, one, we cannot say legalistically add this as a commandment of the word of God that no one can do it or else their salvation is in question. If they watch wing feather, they're sending their kid to hell or something like, like if we cannot add, um, but also we have to trust that if the intent of the person doing it was to lead people deeper into relationship with Christ. And if they're glorifying Christ, however imperfectly in their work, then what we need to do above all else 
is pray for the success of that goal when people do choose to consume it. Who's that writer um, out of China? Was it China? What's Davy Lou? Yeah, Davy Lou, his books. Yes. Like, let, let me tell you something. It's, it's not going to be like black and white. Jesus, 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 Jesus. But as a person who is a Berean and who can dissect the word properly, right? You see in his books this Jesus, Jesus, right? Mentality. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's speaking truth and, and believing and, and all of these things. But when you read it, it's just like, it's like, huh? You'd be like, what? But if you really sat with it and you put like the word of God and you let your heart be open towards it, you'd start to see like, wow, he is really trying. And watch, he's writing it in a country where you can't just openly do this. Right. So he's trying to bring bring people into this like, whoa, what is this? Because let me tell you something, the impact that this has, especially in a generation right now that is seeking, mm-hmm. in a generation that is hurting, in a generation that is that is crying out for something. When they read these books, they're going to experience something that they don't experience from the other books. Because the other books are so cliche and so it happens exactly this way. And it always ends up with some form of evil or negativity that the world constantly is throwing at us. But when you read his book, you see like you see fruitfulness, you see edification, you see building up, you see you see love, you see joy, you see right. mercy, right? You see grace, you know, you see all of these things that the world is hungry for. And who are we to condemn someone to, who writes like that when he's just trying to get a light started? Look, right. again, I'm not saving anybody today. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit can. Yes. And if the Holy Spirit's at work and ignites that heart, now we're going somewhere. And that is the kind of books that we wanted to put into our church and into our library. Yes. That is the kind of books that we wanted to expose kids to because our kids are not just friends with Christians. Our kids are friends with people who don't believe. And maybe they can then pass on this book and say, hey, look, check this out. They read that book. They come back with questions. And then our kids can then explain to them the gospel the way that it is. Right. That is what this is about. What you said, it's pouring out. Kalia, I want to buy books for the library. Hey, I want to share this book with my friend. And let me tell you, you throw some of the books in front of them. And it's the minute it says Jesus, they shut down. Because in our culture where we're at, that has become a curse word. A bad word, a negative word, a word that you avoid. And so when you see it come at somebody, Kalia could share one day with a friend that's like, doesn't believe. And they're like, I want to know more about this. Right. And that's evangelistic. Right. And that is exactly what God has called us to do. And he's given us so many different people in the body of Christ that can bring content that is just phenomenal in different ways. It doesn't have to be a cookie cutter way. In my book. And, I, and people out there who listen right now be like, I disagree. Okay, fine. That's fine. It's okay to disagree. But I'm telling you the fruitfulness that I've seen in my own child. Mm-hmm. I can sit there and talk to Jesus, but sometimes she's like, ooh, and she wants to read these books. And she, she's the one who pointed out Adam Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Because she has a family that's teaching her. And then she could see this thing. She's like, wait, there's something here. Right. But anyways, I, I kind of ranted there. But, but it's because I... Could be I can be the hardest person sometimes. Alright, why is Matthew autistic in the chosen? Come on. And then I want to walk away. But then I'm like, wait, 
am I being blinded from what good can come from this? Because I have one opinion on, on something I don't agree with. Yeah. But is Jesus being Jesus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? In the right. show. Right. Is Jesus walking the way the Bible says Jesus walked in mm-hmm. this show? He is. Yeah. I don't care who behind the scenes and all that stuff. Look, I'm looking at the content being put on the screen right there. And so I think that we need to give our kids opportunities. And so that a library or something where we can start bringing content to them mm-hmm. in, in church settings and in safe, safe zones mm-hmm. where there's multiple family. Watch this. Multiple people vetting. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to vet the same, but they're going to vet for Jesus. We at least right. trust that much in our, in our, in our circle. Right. They're going to vet for Jesus. Right. You know, I think sometimes people, and I've heard this from people online, you know, lamenting, because I listen to both sides um, because I care, right? And I want to, I want the word, I want the Lord to speak to me. Mm. Um, And I don't want to fall too far on either side. I think that's like the genuine heart. But here's the, like the real life is none of us are going to get it a hundred. That doesn't mean you don't try but it means not just that you give yourself grace, you give the stranger who created something grace as well. And don't instantly put on them the, the nefarious assumption that they're on the enemy's side because they did something. Um, but one thing that I look at in these lamenting messages, it's like, you know, why can't the Bible just be enough for these people? Why do they always have to add? Why do mm. they always have to change? So, yeah, the Queen James Bible exists and it's blasphemy. Okay, like there's there's changes that are not okay. But I think that at the same time, sometimes the fundamentalism that we get wrapped up in is mis misdirected in the sense of. In the word, we hear that we're supposed to walk along with our children, sharing about what the Lord has done in our lives. And sharing about how the Lord is real Mm. there in that moment. And we're supposed to sing the hymns and the spiritual songs, not just the Psalms, although yes, but we're supposed to just sing about the Lord. That means we can make new stuff. Um, Imagine if I shut Kalia down. Right. She makes up songs (laughs) about Jesus all day long to tunes she's heard and tunes she hasn't heard before. They're not hymns and I'm not going to condemn her for it and no. say you need to learn the hymns because that's the good old stuff. Because here's, here's what I see when she's doing it. Yeah. This joy. Yes. Worship. This worship. Like yes. She's not just like, but she's like, she'll sit in her room. And just, she don't got perfect theology. And, and she's, up, doing. And she's coming up with these songs about love and Jesus and, 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 and believing and, and loving on people and having grace and like just. It's not it's not perfect theology. In fact, it, it doesn't line up with the King James Version Bible. But let me tell you something. When you heart. hear that heart that's behind it in a room by herself, no one there. I'm like, who am I? Who am I? Yeah, what I'm like I'm I'm supposed so, to stop her in the middle of it yeah. and be like, "No, actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a Pharisee in her life. I'm trying to let her love the Lord. I know I trust yeah. him enough that he'll work it out." Right. And this idea of it's not about what goes into a person, but what proceeds from their mouth, right? right? That reveals the clean, the cleanliness mm. of their heart. 
So when we hear, why can't the word just be enough? Here's the truth. The Lord is enough. Right. And sometimes we put a lot of faith in our languages, in our preferred translation in our own language. And we forget that some languages only have one translation. We forget that that translation so that they make understanding of it. If they've never seen snow, guess what? In their translation, it don't say that it's as white as snow. It's probably like it's as white as bones. And you know what the point is? That they get the point. That's the point. And that's what we have to remember when we're dealing with this is that he does care about the heart Mm. and he does care about the intent. And when we look at creativity, we can feel we are we can allow ourselves this freedom and this joy because if he's not judging our daughter on her perfect theology when she's praising him, I highly doubt he's judging the 36-year-old who came to Christ five years ago but can't help but sing and has the voice and the record deal, right? right? Yes, there's a standard, and teachers are held more accountable, and pastors are held more accountable. I get it. But he also is holding them more accountable whilst being inside them, taking responsibility for the work he's doing in them as he sanctifies them on our way to heaven. Hmm. So let's trust more in Christ. Do the best we can. I mean, we're vetting the library. Hey. We vet the library. Do the best <coughs> you can. Right. Right. Allow yourself and others to make mistakes without kicking and condemning. And let the convictions you have shape your sphere. Right. But but let there be freedom. Ask the Lord to really show you. Mm. Because otherwise you're so terrified that your children's library will have three books. Or there won't be a library because nothing would be good enough. Right. Um and yet he has put you can't say he hasn't put a single call on any artist to ever do anything for him so let's so let's see and ask and pray to have him reveal these things because these are the kind of tangible things you can do you've been listening to us about what you know what not to do don't get all wrapped up in the sauce start praying be active do something well here's something he put on my heart to do and the children are loving it so there's fruit there absolutely net positive fruit toward the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 That's good. That's good. Thanks for being on with us today. Yeah. If you guys want any uh, resources about how to start a library, if you want to look at what we're doing, if you want to look at our book list to get some ideas, just email us at heyatthepantrypodcast.com. Questions, hit us up. Yeah, questions, all that good stuff. The pantrypodcast.com. Yeah, we do love that. You can drop comments. Remember to like and subscribe. That helps it push out to other people. Right. And as always, you can help support us and our Kenyan food pantry at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.